All right, Matt, you can kill it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to episode number two of the CND Express podcast. This is Uncle D sitting in the catbird seat, riding shotgun with me, is my brother from another mother, Chip Nelson Enoch Green III. And the super producer, Matt Alfaro, making us sound fairly decent. Gentlemen, how are you doing today? Chip can go first. <laughs> Chip could um, go first if Chip wanted to go first. Uh, I think his brain short-circuited. Nah, my brain is fine. I just don't have any jokes today. I'm about to say he 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 ate, so he should be good. Well, I'm currently. Well, you don't have to say you don't have to give <laughs> jokes. Just you know, give us give us your give us your honest assessments of your 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 overall demeanor and mood and feeling. Dark and angry. Mmm, kind of like how I like my coffee. Okay. Matthew? Um, I don't actually have much to say, as per usual. However, I am, I guess I'm just frustrated with current events. Probably not really surprising to anyone. Yeah, not really. But, you know, we can, uh, we can dive right, we can dive right into it. Um, I'd rather start with the good before we dive into the shit. Um, you got some? Some good? Actually, yes. Um, Go for it. On the same day that, you know, that other thing happened, um, the second Georgia Senate race was called and... Mr. John Ossoff beat or has projected to have beaten David Perdue. Um, and the significance of that is twofold with the Reverend Raphael Warnock beating Kelly Loeffler. The Democrats now have a 50 50 split in the United States Senate with the incoming Vice President Kamala Harris being. The deciding tiebreaker, that means that the Democrats now have control of the Senate and President Joe Biden's agenda will now have a fair shake along with his 
cabinet picks and pretty much anything that he would like to get accomplished. And that is a good thing considering for the last four years or so, um, and even before that, uh, not a lot was getting done in that body besides, you know, confirming right-wing unqualified judges, uh, which will be the legacy of the now minority leader, Mitch McConnell. Um, the big thing about that is, like I said, um, now that now that we have that, now that we have this situation where Democrats will be control of the House, the Senate, and, you know, the Oval Office, there will, there is a chance that positive progressive things will get done for the people of this country as opposed to having things like um, stimulus uh, money and unemployment benefits and certain social programs and gun control and um, everything that was stymied because it never was put for a vote in the United States Senate. All of those things come to the floor now. All of those things get voted on now. And if need be, all those things will have the ties broken by the incoming Vice President Kamala Harris. So it's all good as far as that as far as that situation goes. Um I'm looking forward, you know, thirteen days from now, um we can start we can start seeing some honest progressive less legislation happen in this country for the people. Um, most of which was stymied and stalled in the last four years, if not more. So um, I'm I'm very much okay with that. Um, any thoughts on that uh, from either of you gentlemen? Sure. Um, at the moment, I feel like the appropriate statement is... Um, is I applaud your foolish optimism. Um, okay, well, it's going to be that kind of podcast today. All right. Um, and the, the, the problem with it, and it really, the problem with it is this, is politics is not driven by what is done on the top of the table. It's driven by what is done underneath. It's driven by what is done behind the scenes. So we are looking for Biden and Harris to come in and do better. But until all of the people, and I mean all of the people who stymied all that shit, out they still have to be dealt with by dealt with I mean someone still has to make a deal with them and at the end of the day everybody everybody doing anything everybody who matters in that building is a politician yep and I don't I don't disagree, and I, I, I don't discount your cynicism. I just honestly believe that we're in a better position now 
than we were in before these runoffs in Georgia happened. But let's set aside that for the second. Let's talk about, you know, the fact that Georgia is now sending its first African-American uh, person to the Senate, along with, you know, their first Jewish American to the Senate coming out of the deep South, coming out of Georgia of all places. Um, the, the, the home of, you know, rampant segregation and racial discrimination and, um, every regressive social program and, you know, all kinds of God knows what kind of voter suppression and all of those things came, all of those, they, they had to, you know, fight every single one of those, ob, you know, objects just to get, what do we have here? 50.9% uh, of the vote for Ossoff and 50.5% of the, uh, vote for Warnock to get to, to win those two Senate seats. And the remarkable thing about that is, is that it, it, it tells you how far Georgia has come because uh, I don't think anybody, any Democrats have won Georgia since uh, I want to say 92 Bill Clinton. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, something along those lines, 92 Bill Clinton won Georgia. Um, and I don't think they've had a Democrat come out of there since Zell Miller, and he he barely qualified. So it's it's historic for that reason. And there was a lot that went into it. You know, shouts out to Stacey Abrams, shouts out to Natasha Brown, Black Voters Matter, uh, people along those lines who, you know, kind of showed people the way and showed them that if you reach out to certain peoples instead of just assuming that because it is the South that, you know, politicking down there won't work for you. Instead of just writing off the South, you actually campaign down there. You actually speak to their needs. You can get their vote. Um, having showed those people that, you know, they made this happen. And, you know, God bless them for that. Because uh, they turned Georgia blue, and they send in two Democrats to the Senate, and you know from that let from from that that's uh, that's that's definitely a, a a solid a solid accomplishment. It is, and I I genuinely do not want to take away from the accomplishment. Um, you know, we have been talking about. Society has been using the term unprecedented times for a while now, or, you know, nine, ten months or so. Um, these are, these are unprecedented times. There are some unprecedented changes going on. And it's, it's impressive. Impressive and it's important. we do have to get to the next level and all of these people we just put in office have to prove that they are not just a new version of the people that we just got out of office and you know you you've known me 
long enough to know that talk politics a lot. Most of that's because I trust a lot of politicians. Um, I've known too many. I'm related to quite a few. Yeah, I was going to say you have a you have a a, a a different point of view because you've had a, a different experience with them. No, but and and that's where a lot of my behind cynicism about the behind the scenes stuff comes from because I've seen it, I've heard it, I've experienced it. Um, you know, and. I, I feel like society hasn't changed. I feel like society has shifted. You know, we we talked about it with talked about it a couple of months ago when Chip Jones was on this podcast. Um, society is showing us in a lot of ways that it hasn't changed. It has just shifted power. The pendulum has swung the opposite direction. Um, given everything we are seeing and everything we are going through and everything we are enduring, um, needs I, I need something to I need something to validate these people. I need something concrete. Granted, it's early. You no, know, a lot of them haven't had a chance to do anything, and I firmly acknowledge and understand that. Um. But especially given the last couple of days, it's, it's very much a show me situation. Totally understandable. Um, and and we going we gonna we gonna dig into that one. But um, before we move past it, I just want to make sure that people know who these people are that we are speaking about. Um, Raphael Warnock is or. Well, he is. I don't know how it's going to work with him being a senator, but he is the pastor of Ebenezer Baptist Church. Um, and for those who don't know, shame on you, but uh, that is the same church in the same pulpit that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King preached from. Um, matter of fact, Raphael Warnock said that he... he uh, you know, he he's he's sitting in the chair that Dr. King sat in. Um, I believe that he said he he had the opportunity to um I think he said he wanted to go to Atlanta just, you know, for that particular uh, reason. But um yeah. Uh he he has an interesting bi- biography. Um he has a track record. Uh look him up, Google him, Doc, uh Reverend Raphael Warnock. Um and these guys, him and John Ossoff, overcome overcame a, a great deal to win those seats. But it was interesting that you know the people that they beat. And I I don't know if we had the conversation here, or was it something that I was tweeting about, or something I was posting about on Facebook. Kelly Leffler, who is a owner of the Atlanta in <laughs> the Atlanta Dream, or part owner of the Atlanta Dream, the WNBA basketball team. Um, and the wife of the uh, owner of the New York Stock Exchange, she's basically or is or was, um, or at least for the next couple of weeks, the richest member of the Senate. 
uh, with a net worth of somewhere north of $800 million. Um, she had some rather unsavory things to say about the, the protest over the summer and Black Lives Matter. And her own team campaigned for her opponent in the in the runoff and in the yeah in in the Georgia runoff and in the uh, the, the the regular Senate race, when you can't get your own squad on board with you, you know you got problems. Um, you can see members of the Atlanta Dream, um, you know, rolling around with Vote Warnock T-shirts on, and remember, she owns the team, <laughs> so it's like, okay, um. So this is what they had to, uh, this is what she had to contend with. That and the fact that, you know, she's a crook. Um, and I don't say that one lightly. Her or David Perdue. Crooks. Um, these people were the same people who, with inside information of how bad the COVID crisis was going to be, lied to their constituents and sold and, and, and sold, bought and sold stock in companies that made money based off of the information that they got uh, about the COVID crisis. They bought stock in body bag companies and Zoom and, um, you know, things of that nature. And they all the while lying to their constituents about the fact that, you know, the COVID crisis was even worse. And on top of all that, they were also... The same people who were against the uh, stimulus until, of course, they were for it, or at least uh, Kelly and Kelly Loeffler's uh, case, you know, who basically lashed herself to Donald Trump, um, you know, when he all of a sudden was, you know, on board with $2,000 checks. So was she. But before that, she was against it, as was David Perdue, which is interesting considering the fact that, you know, they're both multimillionaires and, you know, they wouldn't have been hurting a bit. But this is what they had to overcome. Um, this is, you know, and for whatever reason, this was closer than it had to be. I don't know exactly how or why, but I guess down in Georgia, you could be a crook. And as long as you weren't a Democrat, it was still okay with you, with, uh, with them, because this thing was closer than it had to be. Kelly Loeffler, uh, got 49.1% of the vote and Raphael Warnock got 50.9. So, you know, it wasn't exactly a, uh, a runaway. Same thing with David Perdue and John Ossoff. So. You know, this is what they had to overcome to get to the seats that they got. These are the people that they beat. Congratulations to Ossoff and Warnock. And here's the hoping that they can make some real significant things happen for both for Georgia and for, you know, the blue side in the Senate. Here's to hoping that they are the people. Here's to hoping that all of these people are the people we thought they were when we voted for them. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's not like we couldn't use, you know, a lot of that right now, you know, especially considering the events of what happened uh, just yesterday. So where were you when where 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 were you when when, uh, you know, men started storming the Capitol? So, you know. Let me take a moment. There is one thing that I think is worth, one positive thing that I think is worth um, bringing up. Hold on. 
Rutabaga, Rutabaga, Rutabaga. And so Bianca Smith. Um, for anyone who has not heard this story, Bianca Smith is now the first black woman to coach in professional baseball. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I'm 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 a little surprised that it was the Red Sox that made it happen. Um as Boston. <laughs> um but yeah, she will serve as a minor league coach. Um, within the the Boston Red Sox system, based out of Fort Myers, um, let's see. She was uh, she came. She was the hitting coordinator at Carroll University, Wisconsin, which I think is probably awesome. Um, she ran a youth academy for the Reds and the Rangers. Um, and was an intern with Major League Baseball in their corporate office. She's got a master's degree in business administration uh, and sports management um, from Weatherhead School of Management at Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland. She has a doctorate of jurisprudence with an emphasis in sports law, um, Case Western Reserve University School of Law. Um, just dig this man I, I I just do and it's the kind of thing that I dig all the way around a woman an African American woman and someone who clearly has all the qualifications get the job Um, I have have never wanted City hires, quota hires, anything along those lines. Um, I was just having this conversation with someone the other day. You know, there were two reasons that I did not progress in management further or earlier than I did. Um, one was because I didn't want to, you know, play the game. Be one of the quote-unquote team. Um, And in a lot of ways, at the times when I had opportunities, um, that meant stealing, drinking, and doing illegal drugs. Fit in. Mm -hmm. Um, So that held me back. But at the same token, there were also, I also had a ton of bosses who made pretty hires who skipped me over in order to hire some pretty blonde to work behind a bar or someone who had more traditionally pleasing features. And by that, I mean some dude who spent more time in the gym, um, you know, to, to work higher profile roles. Most of these people were nowhere near as qualified as I was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
oh, there were some people who got bar shifts who had never worked behind a bar before in their damn lives. Mm. But they were pretty and they looked good in tight t-shirts. Suddenly they're a bartender. Um, so yes. I have a, I, I have a real issue with, with quota promotions and, and things along those lines, because means that somebody who is actually deserving of that position is getting skipped over. Um, so I never want someone to get a hire just because they are a woman, just because they are part of an alternative lifestyle, just because they are African-American. I don't. And some people are going to absolutely positively hate it when I say that. I want people who are best qualified for the job to get that job. And I want those people to be female, trans, gay, African-American, whatever. But I want them to be the best and the right person for the job. I love the concept of opening the doors for people who have previously had doors slammed in their faces. Absolutely. But I will never be behind gifting them jobs if they are not actually qualified. You know, there's plenty of things you can do to advance. Um, you can make up positions for people like that. Give them absolutely nothing to do. Just so that you can take off a box or that when someone looks, you can say, you have, you have a trans person on your staff. Um, but don't hold down actual actual qualified candidates in order to do it. Find the candidates that are qualified that are any of those other things. I'm really glad the Red Sox are doing stuff like this. Actually, I'm really glad sports in general is doing stuff like this. I don't know how much you are following the the NFL head coaching carousel, but Virtually everybody is talking to Raheem Morris, uh, Robert Saleh, and Eric Bieniemy this offseason. Uh, I wasn't sure, but I was hoping that um, people were, had been, you know, giving Eric Bieniemy a look because, you know, him being on that staff in Kansas City and being a large, a huge part of that offense – being the machine, the juggernaut that it is, um, you know, he deserves a shot. He definitely deserves a look. Absolutely. He definitely deserves the opportunity. Um, I, th- I, I think all three of them consider, I deserve consideration. Sure. Um, you know, and I, and I hope they all get it. Um, you know, it, they getting the consideration because they are men of color, probably, at least in part. But I hope they land the jobs because whoever is making the decisions really feels like they are the best people for those jobs. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, is that, 
you know, I don't I don't know too many people who would want a job that they were given just because of, you know, just to check off a box. Now, the only circumstance I will see is if you had to have a job. Like, if your job was that paycheck that would feed your family, then, you know, you know, I mean, but there are different, there are, there are certain, there are certain circumstances where, you know, people would accept that job. Um, as far as putting people in that position um, on an, as an employer, that's one thing. Um, but I don't, honestly don't know too many people who would just simply accept a position or accept a job um, that they knew that they had not earned. So, but the one, the one good thing about this young lady is that she's infinitely qualified. Um, same way that Becky Hammond, who was, um, who was coaching the uh, San Antonio, who's an assistant coach in the San Antonio Spurs is infinitely qualified. Um, you can check her, you can check her credentials. She is a legend in women's basketball. Um, and for her to have the opportunity to coach that, to coach a squad, um, to be an assistant coach. And, you know, and, and I, I have no doubt that, you know, if and when the opportunity arises, she would make an excellent head coach. She's certainly better than the mediocre guys that are, you know, doing the job right now. So, yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I hope that, um, and I hope that, you know, this young lady's um, doing what she's doing in baseball uh, leads to the opportunity for, you know, even more. If there are more women who, who desire the opportunity to go out there and do the job, hopefully they can do it. Hopefully yeah. they're given the opportunity to do it. And I hope she succeeds, and I hope that she kicks much ass. And I think that that's, one, that's the thing, too. Um, one of the things that always is – the um the the big factor for there being more people coming through that door is for the first person through that door to be successful <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know she can't be you know they wouldn't put somebody in that but you know hopefully the person that comes to that door kicks ass um that way it shows other people um the same way you know black quarterbacks came in and kicked ass the same way uh you know tiger woods in golf um casey jones as a member or bill russell as a member of the boston celtics um you know jackie robinson in baseball anytime you are the first you lead the vanguard and you are the example for everybody that comes behind you and if you don't do the job then that door slams shut very fast yeah and I am really, really glad to hear you say that because that's something that not a lot of people talk about. Um, and I feel like that's really, really important. I feel like it's really important that when you push an issue and you say we need more African Americans in these positions, I think there's a certain responsibility on the people who get those positions to succeed. Yes. Now, now honestly, in, in 
I feel like in professional sports, especially in coaching, um, it doesn't matter as much that they did not succeed that first time around. I feel like we have enough examples of people failing in their first stints as a head coach and then succeeding, but it doesn't matter quite as much. Bill Belichick. Exactly. And that's exactly who I was going for. Yeah. But I think, yeah, but it really does matter. That not only are these people given the opportunity, given the tools, but then they have to use them. They have to succeed with them. And if they don't, you can't ignore that. Because, yeah, somebody is going to say, hey, well, you know, we gave them a chance and they blew it. Right. We'll use that as an excuse. And unfortunately, if we want to be real, that's only partially an excuse. It's half an excuse. You know, because I feel like anyone who does that didn't want to do it in the first place. Uh Uh-huh. And is probably looking for an excuse not to try it again. But, you know, as I've said a million times, I'm not not for creating situations where you take away personal responsibility. People still have to be responsible for their actions. They have to put in the work and they have to succeed. If you don't, at least part of that has to be on you. Sure. I agree. And I believe that um, if you're infinitely qualified, you will get that up. You you know, if you're infinitely qualified, um, you get the opportunity, you go out there and you kick that tail. Um, Like I said, you are that shining example for the people that come behind you. And it just makes that it just it just makes it so much better. It makes it so much easier. Um, people can see, and all of a sudden, you are an, an example to the people that come behind you. They can look at you and say, "Now, somebody who looks like me can do that job." Um, that's why I'm actually more excited for um, Kamala Harris becoming vice president than I am for Joe Biden becoming president. Amen to that. Because now. My daughters and my nieces and people of color can see somebody in one of the highest offices in the land, um, a heartbeat away from the presidency, who looks like them. And now they can see and women can see that it is possible to strive for higher office to strive to do the thing do the damn thing and succeed um you know (laughs) joe biden has a his communications office is all women which is unheard of and and which which is you know you know to, to use that word again unprecedented so people can look at that and see that it is possible. Same thing in sports, same thing in politics, same thing in all walks of life. So, 
you know, good luck to the women. Um, trust me when I say I am behind you, cheering you on. And and um, you know, let's let's uh let's roll. Let's 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 uh, do the damn thing. And hopefully they can kick that door open for the people to come behind them and serve as inspiration to bring other people along. So you're here. Here, here. Oh. So shall we dive into the shit? Why the fuck not? <laughs> so unless you've been under a rock, you know, the last few days, there've been some rather interesting things happening on Capitol Hill. Um yesterday the certification of the electoral college uh happened to formally um elect Joe Biden according to electoral college Joe Biden as president of the United States Kamala Harris as vice president of the United States but before that happened there was a bit of a ruckus down at the uh, capitol building where uh, uh shall we say an insurrection took place um word people for it. Came, you know main came storming through the capitol um with their don't tread on me and confederate flags and trump flags and um We'll just say a a a gigantic horde of Trump supporters smashed out windows, um, pushed their way past security, and in some cases had doors open for them, and came wandering through uh, the Capitol building, basically unimpeded. Um, made their way into the uh, the 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 House chamber. Uh, one guy made his way to Speaker Pelosi's office, put his feet up on her desk, stole some letter off of her, uh, stole some letter off of her desk, took her name placard, basically made assholes out of themselves, um, a full-scale riot, four people Four people died, including one woman who got shot. And all of this was egged on by Rudy Giuliani, Eric Trump, Donald Trump Jr., and the President of the United States. So now we are left with... um, Now we're left with, you you know, what, what, what do we do about this situation. There have been calls for the 25th Amendment to be um, enacted, whereas they would remove Donald Trump from uh, power. There's been calls for, um, you know, impeachment. Um, there are a lot of different places that I want that we can go with what happened yesterday. Um, but one of the, 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 one of the biggest ones 
that really kind of uh, stood out to me was what I posted about. And that was the casual way in which these people, these, you know, these people kind of walked around the Capitol and vandalized property and destroyed things and, you know, broke out windows and ransacked offices uh, inside the Capitol building. And for the most part, you know, virtually all of them, you know, outside of a little tear gas, got in and out untouched. Most of them found their way over to the Willard Motel and drank and 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 hold up in the lobby drinking wine and 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 liquor and and you know posting on social media about you know their exploits of the day and it occurred to me that you know how different the scene would be if the people who did all of those things looked like me or looked like chip or looked like matt or looked like our brothers or looked like our sisters Basically, if they were people of color, I think that we know what would have happened. Um, we were in D.C. or we were around D.C. We seen the pictures if we weren't in June when Black Lives Matter was, you know, doing their thing in Washington. Um, when the when the largely peaceful protests were going on in D.C., we all saw the militarized um, personnel guarding the Lincoln Memorial for some reason. Um, Just standing outside the Lincoln Memorial, just kind of, you know, chilling. Um, We all saw the military being used to clear out Lafayette Square so the president could take a a picture with a Bible in front of St. John's Church. We saw how people of color were treated. We saw how, you know, people who were marching for black lives during the summertime were treated, how people who were marching for George Floyd um, and, and, and the Freddie Grays and the, the Breonna Taylors and the, the, the uh, Ahmaud Aubreys, we saw how those people were treated by law enforcement um, over the summertime. And needless to say, it was not nearly as gentle and as genteel as the people who were, you know, ransacking the Capitol were treated yesterday. Um, Not only was it obvious, it was, you know, fairly disgraceful. And it leads, you know, it, 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 it leads me to, you know, feel... A certain way, but I want to give, you know, Brother Nelson, and if Matthew has any any thoughts, I want to give those guys a chance to, you know, give their opinions, their thoughts, their feelings on exactly what they saw yesterday and how they felt about it. So, take it away, fellas. Matt, do you have anything?
kind of a I I've been through uh, quite a few <laughs> uh in quite a few history uh things you know monumental things in history I mean this past year uh and I guess you know 2021 I wasn't really expecting much it's just an extension of that um Sadly enough, I can't really say that I'm surprised this even happened. Uh, I'm just frustrated, if anything. I can't really convey much into words, that's all I can really say. I am not going to... There's a lot of soft language floating around these days. Um, and I've been encouraged by a lot of people to use that softer language in general. Um, this situation does not deserve softer language this situation deserves to be referred to as bullshit to be referred to as orchestrated white terrorist bullshit not unfortunate it's 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 not alarming it's it's not any of that bullshit um it's bullshit it's a fucking blight it's a fucking embarrassment um and it's only today it's only now that I have gotten to the level of being able to use the term disgusted um, I don't even so much give a shit about the racial aspect. Do. But every time I opened social media today, that's all anybody was talking about. So it's been done to death. Um, I don't need to hear it anymore. I, I terrorists were allowed into the seat of our government. Were allowed, were invited, were orchestrated. And anyone who does not believe that that was the case is a fucking deluded moron. <clears throat> There, there are no other words for you. If the city of Washington, D.C. has more law enforcement people within its borders per capita than anywhere else in the country, MPD, Park PD, Metro PD, um, 
Capitol Police, National Guard. There's no way that this is happening unless someone actually actively allows it. And the fact that there are people who are in charge who actively orchestrated it, actively allowed it, put other people's lives in danger. Um, legitimately disgust me and stripping these people of their power, jailing them is not good enough. Spent You know how there, there there's a few different types of kids on the playground when it comes to fights. There's, you know, there's the idiot who talks and runs and never gets in the fight. There's, you know, there's there's the big goof who can't fight, just throws those stupid windmill punches. <laughs> yeah. I was neither of those. I was the crier and wasn't the one who cried because they were sad that they were fighting or because they were actually feeling pain from getting punched, kicked, or any of that. I was the frustrated crier. I was a kid who did not understand why I was being told not to hurt someone who clearly had absolutely positively no issues with fucking hurting me. I was told for a long time to restrain myself and not to fight back. After about, oh, three o'clock yesterday, I felt positively caged. Until this morning. Um, thank you to everyone. Who reached out to check on me. Thank you to everyone. Who sent me something saying. Keep your ass at home. Because frankly you were smart to do so. so if any of you all is listening. I, I really do appreciate it. But the fact that there was a situation that prompted that response from my people, that it was allowed, it was planned, it's a disgrace. It is a 100% absolute disgrace. I don't want to see people go to jail. Don't. Legitimately want to see these people get their asses kicked. I legitimately want to see these people have what they did done to them. Let's run up in their houses. Let's point guns at them. Let's destroy their property. I realize, folks, folks, I realize I'm not supposed to say these things. I'm not supposed to advocate for this stuff. 
know what? For once, I'm fucking bad. I can't blame Literally you. Genuinely, too fucking bad. Yeah. Um. This was the last weak, flaccid asp of a putrid, petulant child. Then he steps up and tries to make himself look good. Can't just say this needs to stop. Might have appreciated it if he had done that. I might have appreciated it if he had just gone on camera and said, this is wrong, it needs to end, go home. Oh, you saw the video too? The one where he said they stole the election, we all know it? Yeah. Yeah, because that makes people stand the fuck down. Apparently one of his aides said, you know, that was some bullshit. I mean... No, I, I, I see I've been seeing people now for about two days telling their, their Trump supporter friends that they are getting unfriended and honestly um honestly fuck that shit. First off, this is the kind of thing where I really feel like society has gone soft. Um you 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 stood by a racist. You voted for a racist. You sent money and funded someone who backed domestic terrorism. And my response to you is, I'm going to unfriend you? <laughs> really? Fuck that. If, well, if, if I actually, if I actually have any Trump supporter friends left out there who still clinging to the concept that the man was right. Here is my promise to everyone listening. Not a single one of you all has to be concerned about me unfriending you. That is the softest bullshit punishment I have ever heard. What, what, what's next? We're going to make them stand in the corner and think about what they did? No, you're you're not gonna have to worry about me unfriending you. One, because I want to keep my eyes on you, and two, because I genuinely, honestly want you to see and hear me coming when I decide to do something about you. When I get the opportunity to confront you, I don't want shit surprising anybody. Because if you are still, still clinging to the concept that he supporters like those who came out yesterday are good people who are genuine trash you need to be jettisoned off the goddamn planet (laughs) because you're weighing it down you're weighing it down fucking up an already fucked up gene pool yeah. none of you should be allowed to, to, to reproduce 
and understand, like, I am very much a, you know, each to his or, or their own. We've talked about it all the time. I don't give a shit who you fuck as long as it's consensual and it's not an animal or a child. I am going to judge you far more harshly than what you eat, what team you root for, <laughs> anything else you can possibly do with your goddamn life. What kind of music you listen to? Exactly. But, um, what I saw yesterday, what I saw yesterday has had me angry for a good solid 24 hours. Yeah. Um, and I had something else to do last night that took some of my attention away. But when I was driving home from that, I came across the Memorial Bridge, right on the D.C. side, there were two unmarked white vans, about six white dudes with fucking Duck Dynasty beards and camo on, sitting on the bridge smoking something. And I cannot tell you how much effort it took for me to keep driving. I'm sure they were real tough guys, you know? I mean, I I legitimately don't know how I did it. Um, I hope I never have to do it again because I'm not sure I can. Well, I applaud your superhuman self-control. I really, really do. Because I have to say, I'm not sure how many people would have had that opportunity, would have had, in that opportunity, would have done that that same thing. By the way, I just uh, read that one of the Capitol Police who was uh, injured during that, um, during the riot at the Capitol yesterday, died. So now... You know, whoever it is that they, you know, all the people that get arrested can also be charged with murder. And and they should be. Yeah. And understand, and, and, and understand something, folks. If you have ever had a conversation with me about stuff like this, you have heard me say this. Everything that we have, this entire country is built revolution is built on insurrection okay it's it's just a fact it's built on rebellion yesterday was not a rebellion yesterday was a tantrum yesterday is the weakest most limp dicked coup in the history of the world so when you have somebody jumping up and down with buffalo horns on his fucking head, that's not a political statement. It's not standing for what you believe in. That's acting out. The only thing that son of a bitch was missing was a diaper and a little Tupperware thing full of Cheerios. 
because that's what every last one of those people was. It's a really big, well-armed fucking toddler. Yeah. Whose number one crime is being dumb enough to believe Donald Trump. And I am not one who considers being dumb a crime. But I sure as fuck consider being dumb a crime now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> boy. Um, like I said, you can, you can, we can, we can unpack this in twenty-five different directions. Um, the thing that really, one of the things that really pissed me off is um, all the pseudo tough guys. I mean, it was bad enough when the Proud Boys were wandering through D.C. last time they were here, and you know. They were assaulting people four on one because, you know, it's real tough to be, you know, it's real easy to be a tough guy when it's four of you and one person or it's it's four of you and one man and one woman. Um, and you're, you're walking down the street and you're causing all kinds of, you know, fucking uh, mayhem and, and, and shit like that. Um, and you have assault rifles strapped to your damn shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, and you and you have your assault rifles because you want to protect yourself. Yeah. You know? So it's real easy to be a tough guy when you got a gun strapped to you, but you know, that's a whole other different story. Uh but yeah, it's real tough it's real easy to be tough when it's four of you. It's real easy to be tough when it's four on one, three on one, um, you know, when it's when it's three guys and you're pushing around a woman or you're pushing around a man and a woman, um, you know, and that's what the Proud Boys did the last time they were in town. This time it was Proud Boys. It was QAnon. Um, you know, it was it was basically the worst. It was the worst of the worst that come off the comment section of Facebook and Twitter. and. Please don't tell me that it was Antifa. I don't want to hear that bullshit because we already know what it wasn't. And that story had been out there for, you know, a few hours to try to conflate the two um, different types of protests in July and what happened yesterday. Um, There were, you know, stories running around on the far right. about, you know, Antifa disguising themselves as Trump supporters and causing all kinds of mayhem. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that Proud Boys were disguising themselves as Black Lives Matter protesters in July and causing all kinds of mayhem. So they're just conflating the two or they're trying to draw an equivalency uh, to not make themselves look as bad. But um, rest assured, your man with the horns... Um, you know, I, I had his name, uh, I don't have it right now, but you can look him up. Um, and he's, he's a QAnon supporter. He's one of those guys that believes that JFK Jr. is still alive 
and the Clintons and all the celebrities are running a pedophile ring out of a DC pizza parlor. Um, you know, all this far out wacky shit. Um, that's who that guy is. So, and he's all over the he's he's all over those right wing sites. He's all over Parlor, which is basically right wing Twitter. Um, he's all over those sites. Um, so I don't want to hear how Antifa is all is was 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 inside making it look bad because that's not the case. This had nothing to do with Antifa, or Black Lives Matter, or anything like that. That was this right here was Trump supporters coming to D.C. because Donald Trump told them to, and basically him inciting a riot with the expressed uh, blessing of a Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump, all these people who spoke to these people before they went to the Capitol building. Um, and basically told them to just, you know, essentially told them to go buck wild. Uh, I, <laughs> the funny part was, and it's not really funny, but it's, it's interesting. Donald Trump told them, we're going to walk up Pennsylvania Avenue to the Capitol building and blah, 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 blah. Donald Trump didn't walk up shit. Rudy Giuliani talking about, you know, taking up arms uh Donald Trump Jr talking about we're coming after you this is what this is what these people do they talk all their trash and then they leave it to other people to do all the bleeding and bled they did that woman who was a Donald Trump supporter who tried to climb through the window and got her ass shot off she died four other people who were uh in that mob died um unfortunately a, a, a Capitol Police officer died. So, you know, I really hope that it was worth it for those people who thought that, you know, they were going to come to D.C., have themselves a good time, fuck some shit up, and that there would be no consequences. I love the fact that they're in their hotel rooms and they're all over social media and they're dumb enough to post all this stuff so the FBI can find out exactly who they are and slap 10 years to life sentences on all of them. So, you know, you know what but, I want. You know what I want. What, what, I, what, 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 what would you like, sir? Just thought of this. Let's actually put history to some good use. Let's go back. Let's go back to all those bullshit colonizer ways. Seriously. Let's take a page out of their book. Because for any of you that don't really know, um, going right back to how we started this off, Georgia, the state of Georgia, was originally a penal colony. Australia was a penal colony. So all those colonizing fuckers back in the day would come take over a spot, and any time they didn't like people who were around, they'd find a place to stick them. You know, there's a, there's a long, proud history of that. Um, let's, let's reclaim colonizer bullshit. Someplace. Someplace. 
South Dakota. It's only about 20 people there. Give them all some land in Georgia, take South Dakota, stick all these fuckers in there, and then guess what? Build the goddamn wall. <laughs> Leave them there. Let them fend for themselves. We're talking about the, 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 the penal planet from the future? I don't even want to give them a planet. That's too good for them. I'm not saying one that's, you know, completely habitable. I mean, I, I don't know what part, granted, I, I don't really know what part of the Earth would want to curse with people like this. There's got to be something. There's <laughs> got to be some place that we don't really like. Fucking send them there. I say we send them to. I say we lease. A, I say we lease a huge tract of land in Siberia, and send them there without. You know, if if there's a hundred thousand of them, give them ten thousand down coats. There you go. Let them eat each other trying to survive. <laughs> Just yeah. I so. I I semi exaggerated, but what do you really think the punishment should be for all of this? From from the people who actually carried it out, walked the halls with Confederate flags and fucking fur loincloths, to people who actually allowed it and set it up, all the way up to the outgoing president himself. Okay. Well, it depends on exactly, you know, let let's let's take each group one by one. Um and we can start from the bottom. We can start from, you know, if we were talking about chess, we'd talk we talk about the pawns. Let's start with the people who were, you know, like you said, walking the halls, doing all the dumb shit. There is at, at least trespassing, breaking and entering assault, assault and battery, destruction of property. Destruction of federal property. Yeah, exactly. So there is at least that. And whatever the maximum sentence for each and every one of those counts, that's what they should get. And when you add on the fact that a Capitol Police officer died, uh, whatever the sentence is that goes along with that, tack that shit on too. Um, People like Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump and Donald Trump, um, they should at least be charged with inciting a riot. Because they stood in front of these people hours before they went to the, uh, before before they stormed the Capitol building and basically um, encouraged them to go to the Capitol building and quote unquote show strength and to, they did not do it explicitly, but it was implicit. And the language there would suggest that, you know, they may, it may be a situation where they were just on the outside of the margins of doing so, but 
you know, I believe that there's enough there to charge them with at least inciting a riot. Um, now, as far as Donald Trump goes, uh, he should get he should get the 25th Amendment right now on the spot. Unfortunately, Mike Pence isn't going to do that. Um, I'm sure he hasn't even bothered to entertain the idea. Although, the fucked up thing is, is that he was inside the Capitol building and his life was in danger. So, you know, that kind of tells you what kind of pussy Mike Pence is, but that's beside the point. Um, 25th Amendment should be, uh, should have been enacted, uh, but that won't happen. Um, so I think that, you know, if at all possible, there should be an impeachment on the table. Um, two weeks left in office, so it's not like we're looking at an impeachment and they, unless it happens at warp speed and impeachment and a conviction. Um, but the fact is, is that he should be removed from office as quickly as humanly possible. This is a person who we who we all know is half out of his is at least three quarters of the way out of his fucking mind. But he still wields a tremendous amount of power and he still has access to the nuclear launch codes. So he should be gone um, as quickly as humanly possible, um, as effectively as humanly possible. And he should serve out the rest of the days of his life in complete ignominy. What it? What is that word? Ignominy? <laughs> infamy? Nominee. We'll say. We'll say infamy. Um, bad enough. You know, it, it's the good thing is is that you know once he leaves office, New York as in by the balls. Um, he can he can try to pardon himself for federal crimes, but you know all of the bullshit that he pulled in New York, the state crimes that he's you know going to be charged with the second that he leaves office um, on inauguration day. Um, they're coming after him. Letitia James is the AG and up there and Cyrus Vance is a district attorney up there and they are coming after him with both barrels. He will spend the rest of his life fighting to stay out of jail. Um, and here's the hope and that is, the, that is the, that is the, that is the way that he and Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump Jr. and Eric Trump and Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, that whole fucking Trump family, that whole, that is my wish that all of them have that exact same fate, that they serve the rest of their lives trying to stay the fuck out of jail for the things that they did before they were, you know, before they brought their infection to our city. And as far as the Capitol Police goes, a lot of motherfuckers need to be fired. Period, point blank. Um, from the motherfuckers that let them into the building, for the people who, you know, I don't know if they were, uh, you know, and I don't know, I, I don't want to speculate that they were in on it, but for those people who were, you know, who allowed them, who opened the gates, I mean, we're, there were video of them opening the gates and letting them through. Um, you know, there's video of that one poor <laughs> one poor police guy who didn't have a gun, but he's trying to fight off a mob running up the stairs and all he has is a baton. Um, you know there is a lot there there's a lot on the Capitol Police side that we still don't know. Um 
apparently the National Guard was supposed to be, uh, you know, they tried to mobilize the National Guard, but because the District of Columbia is a district, they need federal permission to do so. And guess who didn't give them federal permission to do so? His name is Donald J. Trump. Um, so, you know, there's there there's that situation, um, which is another which is another reason why you know D.C. you know should become the 51st state, um, but that's a different story as well. Uh, but yeah, as far as I'm concerned, for those major parties and those things that happened yesterday, that's what I think should happen to all of those people. Now, I'm sure you're going to say war games at some point, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, no, no, no. You think War Games is too good? War Games is for actual honorable people who play dishonorable roles, not for cowards. <sighs> um, I'm going to make a few people cringe. I'm going to make a few people look at me completely differently I am very much a make the punishment fit the crime person and I mean that on all sides of the spectrum Um, I have always thought that throwing someone in jail for you know for getting caught sitting on their stoop puffing on a joint is completely fucking stupid um this is treason folks this is what this is speak their language mhm there was a noose on the steps of the capitol building yesterday yep actual news I hope I hope that there's not a single person listening to this podcast that does not understand why a noose makes three people of color feel a certain way oh yeah folks brought them out on the steps of the capitol Put him in the stocks. Flog him. Yes, that is 10, 20, 30 steps back down our own personal evolutionary ladders, and we should not go there. But we should also never be inspired to go there. The way we deal with things now will not stop these It, it won't. As long as their leaders are still out there. As long as their leaders can still say the things that they say. As long as their leaders are still can still do the things that they do. And understand, this is the drawback to freedom of speech and all that other stuff. This is certainly not what the people who drafted those amendments thought was going to happen. Or at least I like to believe that it's not what they thought was going to happen. But it is time for stricter measures. And I will tell you, it won't flinch. 
if someone lashes Rudy Rudy Giuliani 30 times on the steps of the Capitol. I won't I'd pay my eyelash. As a matter of fact, if given the opportunity, I will drag a cart full of lemons up those fucking steps, cut every one of them open, and squeeze every one of them over his back while it's happening. At the very least. At the very least. That's pay-per-view. That's pay-per-view stuff right there. This is the stuff. This is the stuff behind the laughter. This is down. now, granted, you, you, you want to have some fun? I'm the person that should have been called yesterday. Right? Let, let, let's have a little fun for five seconds. I'm a <laughs> Big old goddamn medieval D&D nerd. Trust me. I've spent way more time studying medieval sieges than anyone wants to admit, myself included. You bring me in, nobody gets in those doors. (laughs) Unless you have catapults and a goddamn dragon, no one's getting in those doors if you put me in charge of that shit. I guarantee it. But in reality, they should all be in jail. Oh, yeah. Don't. I I, I don't want to hear impeachment. Drag his ass out of the White House. Take him straight to a federal prison. Then every person who posted something online. Giant violation of 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 freedom of speech okay i'll live with that every last person like the representative from west virginia who posted himself storming the fucking capital online first stripped of everything they have straight into prison yeah into prison i don't even need a trial and i am one of those rare people who genuinely believes in a fair trial. Genuinely believes that someone should have an opportunity to defend themselves. There is no defense for this shit. Straight to prison. Straight to prison. No hope of parole. Do that to enough people. It stops. Or at least. It becomes whispers in the basement. And. If a. Bunch of. Negative three tooth, negative three IQ, redneck Trump supporters want to, you know, want to play their own version of, you know, overthrow the government D&D and circle jerk seven minutes of heaven in one of their fucking basements, one of their goddamn bunkers. Fine. I can live with that. Stay there. Matter of fact, they all have them. Lock them in there. See how much food and rations and water and shit they are actually prepared for. Lock them the fuck in. Yep. This is one of those situations where I genuinely believe you have to hit it with the harshest penalties possible. 
you cannot go easy on any of them. Not even silly little woman who was crying. They tased me. This was supposed to be a revolution. Yeah. Did you see her? Was she the one that, you know, was wiping her eyes with onions? First off, it's really, really easy to be a revolutionary when you know. When you know there's no chance you are dying for your cause. Yeah. Yeah. Even if she did get maced. Oh, poor baby. They tell you in your welcome packet that that wasn't going to happen. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. What she? I think she had like a blue cloth that she kept wiping her eyes with. Uh-huh. That bitch had an onion inside. She had half an onion inside, and she was wiping the onion across her face to produce tears. The whole thing was an act. Just whatever. <laughs> what, whatever the harshest penalty possible is for these people. Short of death, give it to them. Give it to them immediately. We don't need to make martyrs, but give it to them immediately. Close out this age. You know, every, virtually every single fantasy story, every single fantasy universe gets one thing right. And that is the end of a bad age ends with the bad guy getting his ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Prosperity blooms. When the bad guy loses. Oftentimes, when the bad guy loses his head or his life. But at the very least, his or her power. He gets locked away somewhere, never to see the light of day for the rest of their time on on this earth. Or whatever earth or realm they are from. Do it. Do it right now. I want to hear appeals. I don't want to hear arguments. I do not want to waste CNN's time. I certainly don't want to waste Fox's time because they've got to come up with a new conspiracy. So I'm sure they're really fucking busy. <laughs> right. So let me let me uh, let me let me stick this in there real quick because I just saw it on Twitter. Um, someone just posted a lot of teenagers on TikTok are noting that Congress people, after fearing for their lives and sheltering place now know what it feels like to be a student in our public schools. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, that's some deep shit, ain't it? I think that's fantastic. And <laughs> I am I am speaking 100% out of anger when I say this. I fully acknowledge it. But I am really, really disappointed that... All of our so-called leaders sheltered in place. No, no, no. Let's run away. They're, well, they're well, white what did you, what did you expect? They're white people with beaver loincloths walking the halls. Fuck. 
I mean, watch a Liam Neeson movie for fuck's sake. <laughs> Knuckle up. Come on, Dude. I mean, there, there, there were a few of them that did serve in the military, but let's be honest, a lot of those people do not have a particular set of skills. Do you know what? I would have actually had, and and yes, that's an exaggeration, a little, but I would have had, I would have had more respect if some of them, some of them had decided not to shelter in place and had decided to stand in the halls with a few members of law enforcement who were trying to do the right thing, um, at least try to make a statement. So, you 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 all are aware of how. He's basically been banned on all social media platforms. Trump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he just uploaded to YouTube, apparently. Uh, awesome. Yeah, he, 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 basically, he basically made a hostage video. What the heck? He made a hostage video conceding the race and talking about how a new administration will be coming in and how he is ensuring a smooth transition of power. You know, all the things that he should have said when Joe Biden won the election fairly, you know, uh, you know, months ago. From my understanding, this video seems pretty new because all the comments are like one minute ago. Yeah, yeah, this is something that just came out just uh, recent. This came out just a few, um, no more than a few minutes ago. Oh, I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so we are talking about the same thing. Yeah, we're talking about the same thing. This is him conceding, this is him finally conceding the presidential election. Now, keep in mind, I don't think that unless, you know, because people are talking about impeaching him a second time or the fact that, uh, you know, they would talk about the 25th Amendment, uh, would he be doing this? Doubtful. But, yeah. Um, now, I think that now he's trying to do as best he possibly can to be as nice as he can, you know, in the last 14 days before he has to leave office to keep people off his ass. We, we... Do I think he believes it? Fuck no, I don't think you believe. We could, um, if you want, we can uh, listen to this live. That, that is something I'm able to do. Nah, don't worry about it. Okay. People people can go online and check out the hostage video if they want to. To be honest, I'm not interested in listening to anything he has to say. Look, if I am going to dirty the ears of our listeners, I have far better ways to do it. Yeah, I think that there's probably a top 10 list of things that we could probably, you know, that would probably sound more pleasurable than listening to, you know, Donald Trump give a speech or butcher the English language in any way, shape, or form. Jerking off with sandpaper gloves might be one of them. Now, I am old enough who have a fleeting memory of 1976 of our nation's bicentennial celebration. Oh, motherfucker. It was a really cool time. Genuinely was. Um, Everyone was highlighting the wonderful shit about this country everything was everything was red white and blue every cereal got turned red white and blue for a few months every burger from every fast food joint 
wrapped in a red, white, and blue wrapper. Every candy suddenly turned red, white, and blue. It was amazing. I'm sure that part of that amazingness comes from the fact that I was five years old when it happened. Sure of it. But this is the complete opposite of that. I realized that at five years old, didn't truly understand what it meant to be an American. No, it was Austin Tea Party, Captain America, all that other stuff. I, I get that. Get that. Mm-hmm. This is the complete opposite of that feeling. This is the complete opposite of that feeling. I I would actually rather be virtually any other nationality right now. Anything that's not American. I, I I would I would actually I I'd really enjoy actually migrating to one of those little tribes in the Amazon that shoots arrows at stupid people's drones who decide not to leave them alone. Hmm. I mean, they're paddling their canoes around in members only jackets because they're so far behind the rest of the world. Man, they're not dealing with this shit. Nope. You just have to pierce a couple of mercenaries and then people are going to leave them alone for another 25 years. I mean, it's not even mercenaries. It's missionaries. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. So the Capitol Police officer who died from the injuries he got during the riot? Uh-huh. Apparently one of those MAGA assholes hit him in the head with a fire extinguisher. And the Capitol Police chief is resigning next week. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Next week. What's... Anyway, what else yeah. do we have to talk about, gentlemen? I, that that was pretty much my list. Yeah, I kind of figured it was. <laughs> no, I almost. When you texted me today, or when you called me today, I was. It, it it took me so long to respond because I wasn't sure that I wanted to talk tonight. Because I knew I didn't have anything, you know, constructive to say. It, it took yeah. me that long to come up, to get to the mindset where I had more than five words to say about everything that went on. Um, you know, and I think that it's important that you did. And I think it's important that we had the conversation because 
there may be a lot of people feeling a sort of way, but have no idea exactly what that feeling is or how to express it. And us coming on and saying what it is that we feel, maybe it gives voice to them. And let's be honest, you know, as as much as we want to be able to entertain, we always started this whole thing with the idea of not only being giving people an opportunity to be entertained, but to also give them something to think about. So I think that it is positive that we came on and talked about this because, like I said, people may be feeling some sort of way and agree with us or disagree with us, but maybe we start a conversation where they can find a way to express how they feel about what they saw or what they heard uh, about yesterday as well. So I think it was a good thing that you came on and 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 spoke your piece. I think that it probably you'd be surprised how many people you probably helped. Well, and you know, I I also I I started to feel a responsibility not only to people who do listen to this, you know, week in and week out, to you two. We 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 do this together. We decided to do this. We decided to be honest. We decided to 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 create this experience, and we can't just do this when it's all fun and games. We can't just do this when we have something to say that people are going to applaud us for, or be proud of us for, or like us for. You know, th- th- this can't be all about all about jokes and the stupid shit that happens in Florida and about how underrated and underappreciated women are like it, it, it can't. Right. If, if that's the case and we are not doing ourselves or the people who listen to us damn bit of good. Absolutely. We're not being honest and real with them. Absolutely not. So, I I really hope to be in a better mood and have more jokes and all that other stuff the next time we come on. Um, I realize I have not been a lot of fun, but life isn't always a lot of fun, and neither am I. And this is is one of those times where, where I really didn't give a fuck about putting on a brave face, or I really didn't give too much of a shit about making people laugh in the face of bad shit. This is something that we all needed to be real about. Absolutely. And, you know, amongst everything else, you know, the next time... God damn it. Here's your reminder. Alexa, stop. Welcome to the world of live podcasting. Anyway, um, the the next time you come on, you know, we'll have a boatload of football to talk about for one. <laughs> and God only knows what's going to happen between now and the next time that we all get together. So there will probably be more positive things to talk about. Sometimes you're right. It's It's good to get some thought-provoking stuff out there and, you know, let people decide for themselves, let them think and all that good stuff that we're good at letting people uh, that we're good at provoking people to do. So it's cool. You know, not, not a problem. We, 
We, uh, I think that today was one of those important podcasts where we were, we had, we, we had a job to do. So we came in and we spoke our piece and people can take it and go and run with it and decide how they, how they feel about it. And, you know, that's cool too. I can only imagine how inauguration day will play out. Yeah, that makes two of us, Matt, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do what they had done in the past and hold it outside for security. Do it all over a Zoom call. I don't know. I mean, remember, I mean, I don't know if you watched the uh, the DNC, the, the Democratic National Convention, where it was basically a virtual convention, um, but it came off very, very well. And I think that it's possible that something like that can happen again. Um, it doesn't have to be held outside on the Capitol steps. You know, they can do this thing um, inside the building or they can do it. They can do it anywhere, to be honest with you. Um, and he can make the same address. Um and you know the message would get across. It's not going to be the pageantry and the and the pomp and the circumstance that it normally is. But these aren't normal times anyway. If not for the security issue, there would be the COVID issue. So I don't think that we're necessarily wed to the idea of having to have an outdoor inauguration. Hell, it's going to be you know you know. 30 to 40 degrees outside anyway, so fuck it. You might as well go ahead and do it inside the Capitol building or, you know, inside some other building and then just, you know, televise the damn thing and just keep it moving. Gentlemen, we got anything else to say tonight? Um, I would just, I would just ask that everybody, um, as best you possibly can look for look for the beauty uh, um in your own lives and you know in this world um there isn't a lot of it but if you allow yourself to be overwhelmed by you know all the bad shit that's going down right now you'll find yourself in a situation where mentally and emotionally you may not be able to get yourself out of so Find find a way to draw strength and love and all that stuff from all of the things that are positive. You're above ground. You got your health. You got a roof over your head. You got food in the fridge. You know, be happy with that. And do what you can to be a blessing in somebody else's life. That way you can find the joy in other people. So, you know, that's what I got to say about that. Make some time for somebody in the coming days. Um, you know, I, I know I say this. I've said this more than once. But the kind of year that we've had, the kind of society that we're in, um, there's someone out there that you need to talk to someone out there that needs to hear your voice that hasn't heard it in a while reach out to you take that time 
maybe it turns their day around. Maybe it makes them feel better about what we're going through right now. And in look and in reaching out to them, you know, like I said, you'll find you may find yourself, uh, you know, making your day better because you made somebody else's day better. So, if you guys don't have anything else, I will. We can bring this one to a close. Uh, everybody uh, out there, thank you for listening to us this week. We will be back with you next week or sooner. It really kind of depends. But until then, um, do what you can to be a blessing in somebody else's life. Um, stay positive, And we'll talk to you next time. Matt, play us out. Hey, everybody. And get some Ray Charles in your life, goddammit. Thank you.